This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Verblio. Co-create deeply personal content to power content marketing and SEO. It's about the writing. Verblio does it better. Learn more at verblio.com slash hubcast. Are you an inbound marketer looking for the inside scoop on what's next? Are you ready to unlock HubSpot's full potential and yours? If so, you've come to the right place. The Hubcast is your leading resource for user-friendly HubSpot tips, expert insights and strategies, exclusive interviews with inbound's brightest minds, and the latest insider news. And welcome back to the Hubcast. You may be thinking to yourself, Karina sounds a little bit weird today. It's because I do. I actually came down with a nasty case of laryngitis this week. I actually sound a lot better than I did, and I am powering through today because it's that important that we bring to you every week all of the HubSpotty goodness. And I am joined today by my good friend Jordan Benjamin from HubSpot. Jordan, welcome. Thank you for having me. Longtime Hubcast listener, first time uh, attendee. Oh man, I'm happy to have you. Jordan, I'd love for you to start by explaining what you do at HubSpot. I know that probably a lot of people get somewhat confused or aren't sure of all the different titles of everybody over there. So why don't you familiarize everybody with what it is you do over there? (laughs) Happy to help. There are a lot of different titles that I think folks run into in the HubSpot world that I think even we get confused about sometimes. I think you could probably give me a few different three-letter acronyms, but the one that I most commonly go by is a CAM, so a channel account manager. What that means is I really work with a lot of our different partner agencies, helping them think about how do they drive growth within their business? How do they help their customers on HubSpot? How do they bring new customers or identify new features, functions, or products that can really help their clients see more value from the HubSpot tool and the platform? So I kind of consider my role in a few different ways of a a business coach, a sales rep or sales manager, as well as a little bit of a life coach. You know, working with a lot of these different agency owners, it's about how do we really help them see a path and a future uh, to a better business that can ultimately grow better, help more individuals more effectively. So at the end of the day, I, I work in the sales organization, but really help our partners think about how do they grow better uh, and how do they help their customers grow better. Behind that, I also do a little bit of fun stuff. I teach yoga. I do some sales training on mindfulness and mindset and meditation. So a whole bunch of things that I get to do internally, but my day job is working with agencies, helping them grow better. Why don't you uh, share with our listeners, Jordan, what you were doing before you recorded this episode today? So in the last uh, uh, three or four months, I've actually moved remote to Vail, Colorado. I'm originally from Colorado, but was in Boston for the last four and a half years uh, at HubSpot HQ. And so this morning was opening day uh, for Vail. So I got to get out and hit the slopes uh, for a couple of hours before coming back, hopping on some calls and working away here. Oh, I'm super jealous. Let's move on. Well, Jordan, I'm excited to have you today. Jordan is our cam our channel account manager at impact so if you've ever heard me say i talked to some of my hubspot people or i talked to somebody at hubspot there's like a 50 percent chance that it was jordan that i was talking to he's my total insider so let's let's get into it property of the week i'm hopping back into our ticket property series here we've kind of hopped around the last couple episodes but i want to get back into some service hub stuff so our property this week is source Now, unlike 
the source property for a contact, which is more about like where that, that contact came from originally, this is where a ticket was originally submitted. So it's not going to be like organic or social. It's going to be like chat or phone or email. Um, so HubSpot's going to automatically set this for you depending on how it gets created. So if it gets created through chat, um, you know, things like that, it'll get created for you if you're using messages. But if it's like a phone call or something, then you can set that up yourself when you're creating a ticket. So what I love about this property is that it allows you to run reports on kind of what your most popular channels are for customer service when customers are calling you and they need support or if they're calling you, chatting with you and potentially identify some areas of improvement for your different feedback and service channels. So we talked about like time to first agent reply. We talk, we've talked about some different properties over the last couple of episodes in the series. And what this allows you to do is kind of break out some of those properties and report on specifically for people that are coming in through chat, how long is it taking for their tickets to close versus people that come in through phone or email. And so I think this, this is really powerful, especially on the reporting side. Jordan, any thoughts on uh, on this ticket property? So I'm really excited about some of the stuff we're doing on the service hub side of things because from so many companies that I get to talk to every day, I hear that they don't know or understand much about their service organization. Why are their customers happy or not? Where are these challenges coming from? And so not only is it really helpful on the reporting side of things to take a look back, but I also think it's really helpful as you think about taking a look forward. Okay, how do we think about staffing our service desk um, or our customer service team with more people that are maybe chat focused versus email responsive or over the phone? So we can start really seeing trends to understand how do we align our organization and then really start looking at, well, you know, how are these tickets getting resolved? Does this then push the knowledge base? Is this something that we could replicate to really remove some of that friction, you know, as we start thinking about that type of engagement? So that's where I think you're seeing us build a lot into these tools and features that we launched this year and really starting to pull some more depth into them so they become a lot more powerful. Um, and so this is where I really love seeing us add this um, ticket property that just allows us to get a better understanding of where are we spending our time and resources? And how do we think about that moving forward as we really start to build this predictable revenue and predictable business model that most people are trying to build today? Oh, yeah. Love it. So today, speaking of friction, I want to talk about what's on Jordan's mind. Jordan, we were talking a little bit about friction. We were talking a little bit about empathy. Why don't you tell our listeners some of the things that have been on your mind recently? Yeah, so for those of you that got to hear uh, Halligan and Darmesh talk at, at Inbound, our founders, uh, they talked a lot about friction, you know, in the sales process and the customer experience. And I've also heard a lot of people talking about where AI, machine learning, and all of these other components are, are going to start pulling jobs away from people. And for me, what I think is really fascinating by technology friction is really where we can start removing those friction points and leveraging technology, not to take jobs away, but to really allow us as humans to apply the skills that we have that technology can't replicate to the sales process, to the customer experience. And so I think you're seeing a lot of people start talking about, well, how do we actually empathize with our customer, with our prospect? And a lot of that needs to come from the context of, well, what have they done? How have they experienced this in the past? You know, I recently uh, got into a new home and bought some uh, washer and dryer and have had 
endless issues in the first month or two. And so when I go in and have conversations with our support team, I'm starting all over again. And so this is where I think technology is really going to push a lot of this context or this contextual information to us about what people care about, what has their experience been so far, so we can actually empathize. Because I don't expect technology or you know, artificial intelligence to be able to actually empathize with a person beyond what they might be able to take from some data points or entry. But as humans, once we start actually taking that information that technology can surface for us, oh, they've called in five times to support this week. Uh, this is really where their challenges have been. I think that's where technology is really going to allow us to empathize with our prospects, to empathize with our customers more effectively, so we can really put ourselves in their shoes, understand who they are, what they care about, what they aspire to be, where their challenges are, and then really apply our human touch. And I think you're starting to see a lot of different articles come up with different CRM technology, adding in you know, artificial intelligence and different solutions that I'm really excited to lean into to say, how do we as salespeople, as customer service reps, as uh, account managers really lean into the ability to empathize with our, our, our customers more effectively and really take that friction out of the process so people can get where, they're, where they wanna go a lot more easily and effectively. So that's some of the stuff I've been thinking about lately where I, I'm really excited for technology empowering us as humans to really do what we do best, best and that's empathize with the folks that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, that's good stuff. And it, on a small scale, it makes me think about even the ways that we can use technology already, even you know, without something as kind of fancy as artificial intelligence, when we're using tools like HubSpot, one of the ways that I actually use HubSpot to make sure that I am removing friction and acting with empathy with my clients is we have, when somebody becomes a client, our salespeople have taken really detailed notes and there's all kinds of stuff in the CRM, in the deal and in the contact. And so I spend just a few minutes with a new client or if I have a new client going through all of the notes that a salesperson has taken, that's like going to take, you know, me a few minutes. It's not going to take up the salesperson's time, but I can get so much context on the process that somebody has been going through. So I can just throw in a little tidbit of like, hey, I know you talked to Nick about this, or I know you talked to Mark about this in the process. And so I want to make sure that we talk about that right away. And it just builds rapport so much quicker. It's just a really easy way to kind of leverage what we're already doing. And that's kind of the benefit of having all of these things in one place is we can really see, I can really see the whole customer journey that's happened. And now with the service hub, it's just so exciting to be able to see then now if there's tickets that have come in, if there's support that they've needed on their website or things like that. It's just really exciting. I totally agree with you. And I think it's just so exciting and so much more helpful, you know, because at the end of the yeah. day, as a business, as, you know, a partner, whatever it may be, we've got to build trust. We've got to add value with everybody we interact with. And the more that we can lead with this attitude of helpfulness and taking those steps of, oh, well, tell me everything you told our salesperson in the process prior is just so helpful at really setting a strong foundation for your relationship. And then really, you know, being able to, to move forward more quickly when you have that information opposed to, oh, well, we've got to take a call to recap everything that you've already told us. So I mm -hmm. love hearing how you're doing that. And I think that's one of the really 
awesome pieces uh, about being able to have that information all at your fingertips in one place, opposed to siloed across three, four, five, ten different systems, or just living inside of somebody's head or an Excel doc or in their email, uh, where I find still most companies I talk to today, that's where that stuff lives, which really shocks me and shows me that there's such a huge opportunity to really drive this helpfulness across the board. Right. I'm all about the helpfulness these days, Jordan. All of our listeners know that. I'm going to be I'm going to be waving that flag for a long time. All right. We got a HubSpot wish list item that is both timely and relevant for this season of the year, which is having a workflow option or setting to avoid bank holidays. So I had actually I don't know that I ever even thought of this before, which I felt really silly when I saw it that I had never even thought of this. But um, Bella Wu is asking if we can implement a feature so that if your workflow is determined by, you know, X amount of days follow up, you can set a rule that will avoid sending emails on any bank holidays, a la Thanksgiving, Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, There already is a business days only rule. So we'd be just kind of building on that, they say. So vote it up. There's a link in the show notes. Shout out actually to Kevin Mitchell, who threw this in the HubSpot user Slack recently. Simple, easy one. Go vote it up. Let's do it. I'm sure that a lot of people would be very happy about this. And I want to chime in here, and I may be wrong, but I'd be surprised because Bella Wu is actually one of our product managers on the automation and workflows team. So I really get excited when I see internal HubSpotters submitting ideas and seeing, you know, well, do they get the customer traction? Because I think this is something that definitely builds on something that's already there. But seeing Bella come in and submit some product ideas uh, to test them out in the wild is pretty fun for me to see from the internal side of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if that came in, if that was copied from a community post or what. But yeah, it's getting a lot of upvotes in there. So, of course, we don't want to be like sending emails to people on Christmas that are just like nurturing emails. So that would be super awesome. This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by our friends at Verblio. Verblio creates content to power inbound marketing, and we're excited to show you Uh, what they can create for your audience or your clients. And actually today, I want to talk specifically about agencies. So when your roster runs the gamut from green energy to golf balls, a single content writer can't do it all, right? If you're running an agency, you probably have clients in all kinds of different industries or with all kinds of different content needs. So if you need, you know, 300 pieces of content in a specific industry, they can do that two. So these guys are awesome. Next week, we're actually going to be airing an interview uh, with their CEO um, all about kind of why they do what they do um, and how they're different from some of those other kind of mass content creation platforms. You can learn more about these guys at verblio.com. And if you go to verblio.com slash hubcast, you can actually get 50% off your first month up to like 500 bucks, which is outrageously awesome. And I actually went through like the whole signup process for these guys as well. It's super smooth. They get all kinds of information about who you are. And the really unique thing about what they do is their writers actually find you. So you tell Verblio about all of this stuff that your company does and what you need or what your clients need. And then writers find you based on their expertise and what they're good at. And they essentially 
you know, you vet them from there with their writing. So super awesome. These guys are really fun. Go check them out, verblio.com slash hubcast. Then I'll throw a quick shout out for them as well as a former customer. Uh, when they were BlogMutt, uh, being a Colorado native, I've watched them grow from a, a pretty young company uh, based out of Boulder a bunch of years ago. I've used them as a customer. I cannot speak more highly uh, than these folks. It, it's been incredibly helpful for them when I've needed any content for myself. All right, there you go. Well, customer testimonial right there. All right, I got two HubSpot updates for us. First one, A-B testing and other new features within the drag and drop email editor. I am actually just very excited about the new drag and drop email editor. I've been testing it out and using it and I've been throwing a whole bunch of people into the beta because it is just, in my opinion, so much better. <laughs> such a better experience um, and I'm, I'm super excited for it. So the new drag and drop email editor makes creating a marketing email simple and intuitive. You can drag any elements of your email into place, add your content and press send. Um, there's like different types of content. It's very drag and drop like they say. And some of the new features that they released are new templates, um, new combined recipients and send screen time zone send, swap between batch and automated email, and A-B testing. So a lot of these are kind of trickling down from the normal or the current email tool, um, just kind of releasing these features as they're building it out. Jordan, do you have anything to say about the new drag and drop email editor? I'm fired up for this one, actually. Yes. So we've been testing this for a long time. This one has been a long time coming. Uh, and I, I think you're just seeing this balance from HubSpot where we're launching more and more into our enterprise functionality. We're making the tools more robust, more flexible, more customizable. And at the same time, we're also making them more usable, more user-friendly and more accessible. So you don't have to be uh, an HTML developer in order to build the HubSpot, uh, an email in HubSpot, but it becomes much easier for you to come in and start using these tools and really helping people find value really quickly from coming onto HubSpot. So I'm excited with what we're doing here. I love that we finally launched that A-B testing and time zone send into that uh, new drag and drop editor that really gives it some of that more robust functionality that I think you'd expect from a, a modern day email tool. Yes, and it is one of those things where I totally agree with you. You now go in there and I've just been having so much fun with my new clients as I've been training them, just being like, but yeah, you just go in, you choose a template, but you can drag and drop and move things around and it's really easy and I don't have to show them anything crazy with like the template builder and all this stuff. So that is super awesome. One thing that I do want to note is, so this is still in beta technically. I don't think it's been released to everybody. So there's a note in there. If you don't have the new editor, you may be listening to this and being like, I have no idea what you're talking about you can reach out to your HubSpot point of contact to request access. You can get enrolled in the beta. Um, and the A-B testing specifically is for pro and enterprise. Um, so if you're on the starter tools with email, you're not going to get that A-B testing. Really no surprise there. It's pretty in line with the rest of the, the tools and the A-B testing. Our last update here is customer experience survey web delivery in feedback uh, for the service hub, which I am 
really also excited about. So Service Hub customers can now deliver surveys to visitors via their website, so just on a web page. These customer experience surveys are a new option in the feedback tool in the Service Hub. So if you're using the Service Hub, go in there and check it out. You can learn more in the link to the show notes, but essentially what you can now do is it looks very similar to like a lead flow. So it'll slide in from the left or the right or from the top and you can do the, you know, how happy were you with your experience? So if you're doing e-com, maybe if somebody, you know, after they filled out uh, or after they purchased or somebody after they filled out a form or things like that. So a customer after they've chatted with support, things like that, um, you can get really targeted with who you want to show these to. And then they can pick the frowny face, the neutral face, the smiley face. Um, and you can collect that rather than having to send it in an email, you can collect it right on website pages right there now, which is, again, awesome. Yeah, the, the thing that I think you're seeing from HubSpot, and you're going to see a lot more of next year from my perspective, I don't build the product. Uh, I try and provide feedback, though, when I hear it, is we launched a lot of new features and functionality over through 2018. And really what I think you're starting to see more of trickle in is a lot more depth in these products. And so on the service hub side of things, I just find that most companies don't know why their customers are happy or aren't happy aside from anecdotal information. So the more frequently that we can engage with our customers, understand how their experience is, where are they getting delighted? Where are they getting frustrated? Where are those points of friction is what really has me so excited about what we're launching here. And by being able to place this on a web page, wherever it may be now, it enables us to have those touch points with our customers so much more frequently yeah. and also in a really lightweight way, you know, yeah. smiley face, frowny face, meh face, really quick and easy for them to go in, leave that feedback and start understanding with some data, well, where are we delighting our customers? Where do we have room for improvement and opportunity that really starts helping us measure that piece of our business behind just generating new dollars or net retention? Exactly. And you're like getting people potentially like right after they've had this experience rather than who knows the next time they're going to check their email and open up an email for a feedback survey. And also, as I was thinking about this, I feel like you're likely probably going to get the most people who had bad experiences like filling these out because if they just had a bad experience, like they may want to like, you know, take it out on somebody or like, you know, be more willing to like provide that feedback than if somebody just had like an okay experience or like a good experience. But that's still so helpful. Like even if you only get negative feedback from these like website page surveys, it's going to be so valuable to understand like on the e-com side, if your cart experience was terrible, um, or if your customer support experience was terrible, like that's going to be so valuable, even if you are getting, you know, just maybe be like aware of that if you're setting these up and don't be surprised if you end up getting a lot more like negative feedback than positive. Yeah, the, the piece I'll add on in there is one of the things I, I train our, our new reps on is what we call the negativity bias. And your yeah. brain is more pre-wired to pull on and hold on to those negative experiences. So don't be shocked if you do get something leaning a little bit more negative uh, than positive, because that's where our brain is wired to actually hold on to those things just a bit more yeah. than the positive experiences. So it's natural, expect yeah. it, but think about how you can learn from it. Yeah, I actually was just thinking about how like I'm I'm more likely to leave bad reviews for places like on Yelp or on Google 
if I had like a really bad experience, then like if I had like an okay or a good experience, I like very rarely actually go on and leave reviews unless it was like astronomically good. So anyway, we will leave you guys with that. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever you are, go over and leave us a review. Send us, I haven't forgotten about this, a couple episodes ago, Marcus said, if you send us a one-to-one video, we'll send one to you back, and we may even send you some impact swag. We haven't forgotten, so send us some love. Leave us some love in the comments, or shoot me an email at cduffy at impactbnd.com. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have you today. Thank you so much to all those Hubcast listeners out there, Karina and everybody that set the Hubcast up in the past to make it such an awesome resource for our customers and everybody in the HubSpot family and community. Love it. All right, until next time, this is Karina Duffy with laryngitis and Jordan Benjamin saying to you, get out there and do some very happy HubSpot. Awesome. I made it.